0: Hey there, you've reached Vernon First Baptist Church as we are in our summer series, Seeking Peace Together. My name is Randy Hamm. I'm one of the pastors here. You get to hear me preach on this podcast today, the sermon. It's a little bit extra long, but uh, in part, maybe I went on a bit long, maybe a little bit longer than usual, but mainly because I've invited my wife Hannah to sing, and I went ahead and included that song at the end because I think it's so uh, important. So you'll, if you stick around till the end, or just skip me, and go to her, you'll get to hear her sing, and get the get the sermon in just a few minutes of beautiful songs. So up to you. Uh, enjoy as we think about. Um, uh, do not worry. Jesus' command for us to not worry. How do we let go to have peace? We explore that together today. And we are going to turn to the Word at this time. As we look at Matthew 6. And letting go of worry in order to have peace. Letting go for peace. So I would invite you actually to stand with us. For the reading of the gospel. If you are able. A little chance to stretch. Let our bodies take it in. And Zoe could you click through these for me as we go. That would be great. So reading from Matthew 6.25. Therefore. I tell you do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's pray together as we come to God's word. Jesus, this is not an easy word for us to receive. And Lord, we can think of many needs that we have, and we pray for those that weigh on our minds, those who our sick and ailing, our struggles around the world. Lord, help us to care as we ought to and not worry. Teach us from your word today, Lord. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So fresh out of business school, a young man answered a want ad for an accountant. Thought, oh, maybe I can do this. And he was being interviewed by a very nervous man who ran a small business. He had just started himself. I need someone with an accounting degree, the man said, but mainly I'm looking for someone to do my worrying for me. Ah, excuse me, the accountant said. Well, I worry about a lot of things, but uh, I don't want to have to worry about money. Your job will be to take all the money worries off my back. Oh, I see. I see, the accountant said. Just like, sort of like what we're doing with He Rock as our treasurer here. And the man says, well, how much does the job pay? Well, I'll start you at $80,000. $80,000, the accountant exclaimed. How can such a small business afford a sum like that. Well, that, the owner said, is your first worry. (laughs) Well, does anyone here have any worries? You don't have to put your hand up. I know you do. I know you do. In fact, I would invite you to take that little program you have, the bulletin, and on the back there's a little doodles part, if it isn't already full of wonderful doodles, That You can start, even throughout this, start making a list of your worries. List them out. Go ahead. Write them out. Throughout this service, maybe we can offer them to Jesus. Well, why do we worry? I want us to examine that first of all. Why do we worry? Well, number one, it's inherent within us, just in our makeup, that we worry because of physical threat. Our brains give us the feeling of anxiety when we are threatened so that hormones are released into our body to make us ready to defend ourselves. We go into freeze or fight or flight, you know, depending on our, especially part of our own personality. One usually stands out over the others in the freeze or fight or flight. But really, in a lot of our life, we don't have a lot of physical threat. And we compound our anxieties then to threats on our level of comfort. How comfortable are we? Or happiness. And even just our general control over our lives. These are reasons why we worry. Alex Dimitriou, founder of the Menno Park Psychiatry and Sleep Medicine. Boy, we could all use a bit of that. He sees anxiety as a problem of caring too much and overthinking. Some of us are programmed, he says, to explore and take risks, while others are programmed to be cautious, thoughtful, and conservative. Too much of one thing is never good. And this is true with both anxiety as well as risk-taking on the other extreme. Well, another reason for worry is that we may do it as a way to feel emotionally prepared for any negative outcomes. Anyone know that feeling? You know, it's like, oh, this could go wrong, and I, I want to be prepared for if it doesn't go like it's supposed to go, and we can worry, and it can keep us up at night, we can think of all those negative outcomes, and we want to be ready for any of them. But we need to think this one through a little bit. Do you know how many things can go wrong in this world? And maybe you're like, yeah, I do, and I worry about all of them. If we try to be emotionally prepared for all of them, we'll burst a vein or something. We just can't do it. Well, of course, some think worrying helps with problem solving. These are things ahead of us that are problems. And if we worry, maybe we're going to solve some of these problems. Well, by nature, we are problem solvers. But psychologist Sandra Lira, she is an expert who studies worry and the underlying factors of anxiety and mood disorders. She says this in a study that they had in a new study, We tested whether people were better at solving a real-life problem if they worried about it or thought about it in a more objective, less catastrophic manner. I love how she says that. Well, guess what? They found out those who had worried about their problem ended up generating less effective solutions. And... Even if they did get solutions, in the end, they were often still anxious and wound up even after solving the problem. So is the worry worth it? She would say no. Of course, then we, then we can even go to a larger scale. We are going through some major transitions in our world and in our society, moving from a fairly stable centralized prosperous and grounded last few decades to a decentralized technological rethinking everything that we've ever known in these last couple of decades with greater polarization pandemics of disease mental health overdose and all of this compounds in on us, creating a greater anxiety than our world has ever known. The late Edwin Freeman, he's a family therapist, argued that anxiety has become a dominant factor in contemporary culture. And he warned, the anxiety is so deep within the emotional processes of our nation that it is almost as though neurosis has become nationalized. And I think that's throughout the West. Anxiety escalates as society is overwhelmed by the quantity and speed of change. Anyone feel that? And just try to log into something on your computer and you can feel that pretty quick. And what does Jesus say? Do not worry. You sort of wonder, would Jesus still say that today? Well, it might be one thing back then. Well, of course, they had plenty to worry about as well. Now, how are we to take it? I want us to take a look. The Greek word that Jesus uses here for worry is merim nao. Quite literally, it means to be drawn apart into pieces as opposed to being a whole. To go to pieces, to be divided, fractured by our cares. Isn't that an incredible word picture he's using? That's what they would have heard with that Greek word. Does anyone here understand that feeling? I think some probably do feeling so deeply for so many cares that we begin to feel fractured, torn in pieces. So is Jesus saying, don't have any concerns, don't care about anything? Or is he saying, don't tear yourself to pieces with your concerns. Instead, trust the one who gives us peace. So having proper concern for things is very helpful. We see that in Scripture. Jesus opening, His opening sermon was that He has come to proclaim freedom for the captives, release for the oppressed. He was concerned. He was concerned for justice in our world. Scripture tells us to care, using that same word, Paul says, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. He's commending Timothy for his care. Paul also points to how those who are unmarried can be concerned. Some translations even use the word anxious. They can be anxious about the matters of the Lord. Exact same word. How to be holy and set apart both in body and in spirit, Paul says. Easier for those, easier, they can do it easier than those who are married who have to have concerns about their spouses. That's Paul's point. Now, Paul is not contradicting Jesus here. Paul also does not want us to be overly anxious, just as Hannah had pointed out during our worship time, do not be anxious, but pray, Paul says. And even Peter, Peter, who was full of worries, you see it, right? I think he was a very anxious guy. He really, he wanted to be loved. He was really worried about what others thought about him, what Jesus thought about him. Once he's writing his letter, he says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Peter gets it, eventually. I'm sure he still struggled. So we're going through this series for this whole summer, seeking peace together. Jenny started us off by looking at the Lord's prayer, which she called the prayer of peace, knowing God's wholeness and shalom here on earth as it is in heaven. And Laurie showed us it's okay to have questions like Nicodemus. Asking them can actually end up leading us to peace. Not asking them keeps that anxiety inside. And we talked about staying in Jesus, being branches connected to him as the vine. And grace showed us from the Psalms that we are known and loved by the Father. Without that, how could we have peace? And all these, all these topics, they're the groundwork. Knowledge that can lead us to peace. And in today's passage, Jesus is calling us beyond that groundwork to actually living out the peace that God offers us. Which means a few things that I want us to take a look at. To experience peace we can, we can even say we need to stop excessive worrying. Remember, just like we've been doing the groundwork, so did Jesus in preparing when he says this. These verses are just, they're not out of nothing, but after he's taught on how to pray and the temptation to rely on money for our comfort and fulfillment. And then... He says, do not worry. It's not just straight up. How many of you remember Bob Newhart, Bob Newhart show? I was looking this up and he's a psychologist in the show. And, uh, and at one point a client comes with a phobia and he listens to him. He says, I don't think this will take more than five minutes. I've got two words for you, two words for you. And they're describing this incredible phobia. He says, okay, are you ready for those two words? Okay. Stop it. Stop it. It's a a little more humorous when he does it than when I did it up here. It's sort of absurd to think you can just say stop it and it's done. Is that what Jesus is saying here? Stop it. Do not worry. Just like that. No, thankfully, Jesus gives us a lot more than just stop it. Though sometimes you might wonder, is it that much more? Because what does he say? Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. Well, I love how the message translation unpacks this. Look at this with me. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you count far more to Him than birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller? by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? You know what's fascinating in this passage? Jesus could come down with a harsh rebuke to the people, actually. They're not trusting in God. In one sense, it's idolatry. To think that we can handle our lives by how much we worry? Yeah, we've got to get this under control. It's actually sinful to take it into our own hands and think that our worry can make that much difference. But is Jesus harsh here? No. He doesn't look at all these people and go, "Ah, oh, you sinners. No. No. He's invitational to them, drawing them into the life that he longs for them, for us. Once more, a bit of this from the Passion Translation. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Richard Foster, favorite author of mine, in The Freedom of Simplicity, unpacks this a little bit and seeks to apply it to our lives, encouraging us to consider something that we need. Maybe we're worried about, how am I going to get this? How am I going to get the money for this? And instead of, even if we have the funds, going out and providing for ourselves, potentially going into debt, but in any case, entrusting it to God. This is his challenge. Entrust it to God. Even for a week or two. I could go by that, but just see how Jesus might provide for us in a different way. Or perhaps realize, oh, in the end, I don't really need that. I can be content without it. And right when we were reading this and studying through this book, I, we realized that we needed a new phone. I can't remember exactly if it had died on us or something. And and back when people had house phones, you remember? Remember house phones? I know. We still have one too. We have a landline. But we had decided not just to go and buy one and just to see. And it wasn't, more, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that long. Ours was just cutting out on us. And it wasn't that long before God provided a brand new phone for us. Out, outside of us going out and seeking it. So what are you worrying about? Maybe you're working on that little list. If not on the paper, it's in here, it's in here, you know. Can you hear God's invitation to trust him with it? Jesus starts this passage with a therefore. And you know what we have to do whenever we see a therefore, we have to ask what it's there for. Exactly, what's it there for? And in this case, it's to point us back to what Jesus has just said. He's just said, in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. You cannot serve both God and money. Either we are trusting God or trusting money. How we handle it? Jesus' point to how we can provide for ourselves. The temptation then to not trust God. I think the second major point that we need to look at if we're going to give up our worry is to humble ourselves. When we talk about Peter, he says, in that point where he talks about casting all your cares on him, he actually expands it a bit in his, in his letter. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. THESE GO HAND IN HAND. THE MORE WE HUMBLE OURSELVES, THE EASIER IT IS TO CAST OUR CARES ON JESUS. FINDING IT HARD TO DO THAT? MAYBE HE NEEDS TO HUMBLE US A LITTLE. JESUS SAYS, CAN ANY OF YOU, BY WORRYING, at A SINGLE HOUR TO YOUR LIFE? ACTUALLY, IT'S INTERESTING. I was doing a little bit of research on this this week. And science tells us that it can actually take life from us. Studies have been done to say the more we worry, even even a little, can suck years away from us. Now, of course, we understand here that Jesus is speaking to a certain degree poetically, right? Using extremes. We are not to eat like the birds. Don't go to your neighbor's bird feeder. Start helping yourself. Oh, look, God provided. Right? Don't dig up worms. But we're not to be frantic and fractured by our need to control. And Jesus isn't saying just get up and walk out into the world and let God clothe you like the flowers. Please. You're allowed to put a little... Care into the clothes uh, you put on. But just don't let it start to divide you up. Do I have enough clothes? The right clothes? How many of you have looked into your full closet and said, I have nothing to wear? As I was preparing for the sermon, I just received last night a prayer request from Ukraine. And it's from a young medic with two days off and then about to go back to the war. And I just let them know that I'll be praying for them. I let them know that I'm preaching on this today, not to worry. And I wrote back, That's hard for all of us when we are worried about silly things like planning a vacation or if others will like us. And yet you ask for more patience and trust. When you are facing a war, we will pray. And thank you for encouraging us. Sometimes we get over-anxious about many things, and Jesus wants us to trust him more. It's about trusting God more than we trust ourselves. Asking God to teach us to be grateful for what we have, to rely on him instead, even in the little things, and then learning to offer up the larger worries and anxieties. And even if our our worries are pretty large, we might be worried about the state of our world or culture, culture wars, finances, climate change. Is Jesus saying, just forget about all that? No, but in keeping humble, let's keep things in priority. Remember what he says, seek first his kingdom, the kingdom of God, his righteousness. And then all these things will be added on. They'll be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble. Do you hear it again? Do you see it? Another therefore. We can stop worrying as we seek his kingdom. And I think this is really important. That it's not just about a matter of being apathetic. Apathetic. I'm saying, okay, good. I'm not supposed to worry about anything. I'm just going to go sit on my recliner and not worry about anything. I, almost took, I took a picture of the cat this morning. I just thought, boy, the life of the cat. He was just sitting there on his back. Ah. I thought, wouldn't that be a great life? Is that what Jesus wants for us? No. No, because he wants us to seek the kingdom to make some positive changes in this world for the kingdom. To have proper concern, not out of a frantic anxiety, recognizing that God is empowering us. Jesus knows how things are going to go in the future. That means we should just give up, don't need to love our neighbor, care for them, have some worries for them. No, we're to love them as ourselves. Of course we should. Even as we see fires across Canada, will these forests all burn up? Should we not plant a tree to say, oh, well, no, we, we can choose to worry and be anxious about certain things, or we can choose to act. There's a huge difference. How many of you get too many spam phone calls? Yeah, I see a few hands, a number of hands, yes. Did you hear about the woman who was getting swamped with calls from strangers? And the reason was that a billing service had launched an 800 number that was identical to her home number, the last last portion. And so when she called to complain, she was told, well, lady, why don't you just get a new number? I've had mine for 20 years, she pleaded. Couldn't you change yours? And the company refused. So she said, fine. From now on, I'm going to tell everyone who calls that their bill is paid in full. The company got a new number the next day. (laughs) So we can worry about things and fret and fret, or we can act about certain things and make positive change for God's kingdom. Throughout much of my life, I really worried about what people thought of me, what they would think if I disagreed with them about something. I better not say anything. What would they think? And I had some high anxiety. I still do at times. And often I would choose to avoid conflict out of those fears. I just don't want, don't want to deal with it. But now I realize that if there's a conflict between me and someone else, I have the opportunity here to clarify the situation. Maybe I'll learn something. From them, Something that I probably really need to learn. And I could learn something just from this issue in particular about how to interact with each other. And even, I even have the opportunity to speak into their life. Wow. They can grow and so can I. So why be anxious about such a great, opportunity that Jesus gives me in his kingdom as his humble servant? Why worry and fret? Why not trust Jesus? And I'm learning to more and more to trust Jesus even in that. So I encourage you. You might think again of that, of that list you have. Maybe there's something you can act on mending a relationship, forgiving someone, entering into a situation with creativity and prayer, saying, God, help me with this. I'm worried about this. Help me to affect change for your kingdom in a positive way. Humble yourself and let go of your anxious control and say, Lord, help me and help me have a positive impact. Finally, I want us to remember the grounding truth as to why we can be free from worry. The way Peter says it is, for he cares for you. Remember who loves you. This is Jesus' point. The one that I'm sure it took Peter an awful long time to get. There isn't anything more that he could do for Jesus to love him more. The birds, the flowers, Jesus says, splendiferous. That's uh, Greek for splendid. I'm joking. As splendid as they are, Jesus says, you are diaferete." You know that word? I didn't either. He says, you're diaferete." You are worth carrying. Properly, this Greek word means you are worth taking all the way through to the end, figuratively, to distinguish fully, to show what is better, what is superior. Jesus says, you, you're worth more. You are diaphorete. You are worth taking all the way to the end. In Luke, Jesus talks about what's the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. God's love, God's care, God wants the best for you. Jesus wants to make this clear. Preaching to this whole crowd, it wasn't just a room full of Baptists. It was all random people. So that we can begin to let our worries wash away in that love. Now let me let me say there are any number of reasons that anxiety can have can have an effect on us, can impact us, even in an inordinate amount. We may have a-, a huge trauma from our past. We may have a hormone imbalance within our body, an extended high amount of stress or grief. There's many things. I don't want to oversimplify this for anyone. And any of those things can leave us with that sense of we have to gain control that we never can, always feeling behind or lacking. It could be some simple worries. It could be that we're struggling with something deeper, an anxiety disorder. Either way, I want to encourage you that there's plenty of ways to find help. Jesus is not just a stop it kind of guy. He's inviting us into something, and that might be a longer journey of prayer, relationship with God and with others. Being honest about our struggles. It might mean getting our bodies back in in a proper balance with exercise, diet, even supplements, medicine. It might mean getting our minds and our hearts back through therapy. The long journey of healing From trauma. God is not opposed to any of this. Using our minds, the help of experts to bring healing to us. This is what Jesus is inviting us into. I want us all to take just a deep breath. Jesus says, Do not worry. Don't let excessive anxiety plague you. Keep breathing. You can find freedom. You can live in a flourishing, truly nourishing righteousness and right relationship with God and others. In some ways, maybe he's saying, will you admit where you're holding too tightly to your worries? Will you learn to humble yourself to be willing to let go enough to trust Jesus' invitation? Will you act where you can instead of worrying? As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every Good work. Now, I know for me, maybe for you, it's hard to let this sink in and really affect us. One way that I think it can be helpful for that is to hear it in song. And so as I pray, I'm going to ask Hannah to come up, and she is going to sing for us this great truth that Jesus has provided us with everything we need so let's pray together Jesus i thank you that you invite us into the life that you have for us an incredible life where you provide everything that we need that we can let the worries wash away help us know this truth that the core of who we are, so that we can be free. Free to be who you are calling us to be in this world. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.
1: A songwriter that I love, maybe you do too, her name is Lauren Daigle, and she took that scripture and she put it in song. So I'll sing it for you. I'll get you to join me on the chorus once you catch on. the sparrow has a place to lay its head so why would I let worry steal my breath even the roses you have clothed in brilliant red still I'm the one you love more than this you everything you give me in the oceans push and pull at your command so you can still my heart with your hand you tell the seasons when it's time for them to turn so I will trust you even when it hurts cause you Give me a I can't hear you show me, when I can't stand you carry me, and when I'm lost you will find me, when I'm weak you are mighty, you are everything. with me and we're going to sing again the prayer Lord I need you together Lord
0: I invite you to stay standing for a closing blessing and benediction. Look at the birds, Jesus says. Are you not so much more valuable? Trying to express to us his incredible love for us, that he cares for us so that we don't have to excessively worry live in a state of anxiety. That's how much God loves us and wants freedom for us. So as you go from the service, say, Lord, help me to let go to receive your peace just a little more this week. Go in the freedom that Jesus offers you. And in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.